the like mm-hmm. you are a woman you cannot go into the political space in Kenya it is so dangerous mm-hmm. and you need first of all settle you know settle have your job have money have a husband have kids then think about politics later it does not reduce your position as a man if your woman has political interest and you don't have all you have to do is just to support the vision that she has because if she wins you win and vice versa you do not need titles or clouds to create mm-hmm. change in the society you just need to have it in you and feel like i need to fill this gap even if i do not get recognized for it Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family of Africa Rise podcast, welcome to yet another interesting episode. I hope that you had an amazing week and that your week is starting on a high note. So today we have with us a very, you know, an interesting lady with us here. She's a young woman in the political space and currently she's the youth governor of Kitui County in Kenya as well as she is also a wellness preneur, that is she's an advocate of mental health, physical health awareness and all that good stuff, you know. So her name is Ilse Kitembe and I'm so delighted to have you on show today. Karibu. Thank you. Thank you, um, Valerie, for welcoming me to your podcast and I am so delighted to join you in this conversation. You're very much welcome. How was your day? Um, my day was fine. A little bit busy, but fine. Okay. Yeah. That's great. How was yours? Mine was great. Nothing much really today. I was, I was just doing a lot of project work and stuff, but yeah, it was okay. It was an easy day. I would say for a Monday, it was an easy day. So yeah, just before we get into the conversation, we know all that has been happening you know in in america and about 3 days ago we've had the inauguration of president joe biden and kamala harris and i feel like that is something we could talk about because now that you're in the political space you see that you know the the, the vice president of uh, of america 2020 is a woman and so what that means is that we have for the first time ever in american history a second gentleman you know we hear first lady second lady <laughs> and so this time we get an instance where we're having a second gentleman and you know i've just been going through the the social media pages of the second gentleman and uh, you know kamala harris's uh, husband commonly known as dougie and you know it's really something that i'd like us to talk about considering the fact that we are very we are still living in a patriarchal society and the fact that women are always seen as the deputy the assistant to a bigger role so what's your take on this whole vice president and second gentleman thing and how do you think we as africans can get to learn from that going forward um that's that's an interesting interesting analysis um i think for once that um, kamala harris has broken 
a lot of barriers for women to get to where she has gotten. I think it's a commendable job. And I think uh, we should also commend the husband, as you said, the first gentleman. Yeah, I think we should commend him because not so many men out here can successfully take care of a strong woman. So I think in as much as we would like, I think she has done all this by herself, but I also think that the husband has a role to play, which is to be applauded, you know? We should give credit where it's due. Uh, what I think uh, has been achieved by Kamala Harris becoming the vice president is the fact that she has shown the whole world that a woman can get to that point of political power. Uh, when you look at even our local scene here in Kenya, not many women have gone that far. We have women that started this political journey way, way back. We have Kina Mekatilili Wamenza, we have Wangari Mathai, Madakarua and Charity Ngilu, those, those are like the, and Aida Udinga, they're like the pioneer women in politics, but they haven't gotten that far. So for Kamala Harris to get even further than Hillary Clinton got, I think it's something for all the women and those of us in the political space to watch and know that it is possible. Yeah. Very true. And I totally agree with you. You know, the whole issue of you, you being in the political space, I'm sure you know the kind of time, effort, and commitment that one puts into having late night meetings, campaigns, etc. So you can imagine, like the like the you know the common woman is expected to come home early and prepare supper for the family, and you know be there to prepare the children for the next day. But I do agree with you that indeed. Uh, Mr. Doug played a big, big role because allowing her to go for this campaign, supporting her and, and rooting for her, indeed is something that, you know, we could uh, copy from. And uh, I hope that our, our men, African men listening can know that it does not reduce your position as a man if your woman has political interest and you don't have. All you have to do is just to support the vision that she has because if she wins you win and vice versa so so much for that let's get back to you Ilse. and uh yes you, you you shared with me and i know those who know you know that you're the youth governor of kitui county so i just like to know when did you realize that you know you have an interest in politics in political leadership what has been your biggest motivation to go in that direction um, I would say my interest in politics, you know, what, you know, some people develop the interest in politics. Some people are born uh, wanting to be politicians. I would say I grew up watching a lot of news. So I had the desire to, to, to one day be in the political scene, even, not, even though I wouldn't be the face, maybe the face. You know, when people think of politics, they think of the people that uh, are actively attacking others with words and that they are vying for political seats, but politics involves even people who are policymakers and whatever. So I would say uh, presently, what really motivated me is my, my life experience after campus, like um, the experiences I had because I was a woman. You know, when I was studying politics in school, I didn't think I needed to talk about political issues because, you know, the whole debate in class and Sometimes you debate for the sake of debating, but once you get out here in the world 
and issues start affecting you. You start paying tax, you start paying rent, you, you start experiencing discrimination because you are a woman now, then you, you feel the urge to talk, you feel the urge to, to do something about it when you see a lot of suffering in the, in the society and a lot of issues that are untouched, you feel the need to solve these issues. So I would say that it is my experience after school, after experiencing now the real life, uh, that I, I decided maybe I need to do something about it. Mm. I do agree with you when you say that you face the real life and then you realize that indeed there's a problem. Because like I always say, like every good or bad thing that happens in society starts with political leadership whether we you know whether we like it or not yeah yeah and so you know if i'm not wrong if that a category of people who are most hated in the society these are political leaders you know when someone mentions a politician what comes to their mind is a thief, you know, a squanderer of public funds, etc., a con man or a con woman. But for those who are listening, will you just enlighten us? What does it really mean to be a political leader? Um, I'd like to say that it is, it is the nature of politics that brings out these characters and people. The nature of the, the society where you're practicing your politics in so for once, let me say uh, that politicians and leaders are interconnected, but they're still two separate people. They're people that are leaders and they're people that are politicians. I would say politician is the active pursuing of power where you have like, you have to campaign and you know, you have to like attack the other, the other side and like gain votes and whatever. That is also leadership, but you could also be a leader without being a politician. So what I would say a political leader is, is a leader, and by being a leader, I mean like identifying gaps in the society, problems in the society, and fixing them through innovative ways, you know, because you are a policymaker, because you're in the political space, you are in the government space. So you have that ability to change things in the society. And now when you're a political leader, you're changing these gaps in the political sphere. You are actively in the pursuance of power, you're actively in the formation of policies and in the government business. So that makes you a political leader. Uh, doesn't mean that all politicians should be, what will I say, what the word you used, they are greedy and that they are, mm -hmm. they are like, they have all these bar, bad characters attributed to them. It is the nature of politics in Africa that makes them corrupt and everything. When you look at other developed states, in as much as they've that level of dictatorship and like corruption and like bad attributes given to them, there is some form of uh, civility among them, you know? Because mm -hmm. uh, let's say in the United States, if, if you have like um, a corruption scandal attached to your name, it becomes even very difficult to convince people to vote for you and everything. But if it is in Kenya, people will probably still vote for you, you know? So it depends on the, the kind of political atmosphere and advancement your country has made. It will determine the kind of political leader you will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. And uh, it is indeed enlightening to know that. And if I may ask, how has it been? I understand that you're still new in your position, but so far, 
how has it been for you being the youth governor of Kitui County, especially as a woman? What are some of the challenges or achievements you have seen that you'd like to share with us? Um, I think, okay, the, the post is relatively new, but I would say that being in other political um, spaces before, even before this one, I would say there's a common, there are common characters to these political seats. I would say what I have learned so far is that there are so many young leaders out there who don't know their leaders because they do not know the definition of leadership, you know? Because people think being a leader is like having a certain image you have like to wear suits and and to never, okay, to, you have to portray this picture of you and you have like to, to, to black out the rest of your part because you think that being a political leader is being a certain way. So interacting with leaders from even Kitui County and from other parts of this county, I have realized that so many leaders are still not actively uh, playing their role in this political space because they do not know that that is leadership is more than just the public image. People think leadership is uh, going to interviews and talking and like being on TV and like attacking the other person and like you know. Mm -hmm. So most of the times people do not realize that you can't be a leader without titles. You can be a leader without being known. There are a lot of leaders out there that are creating change and. And no one is recognizing them, but they are still leaders, you know? So that is one of the things that has, that has really become like a, a word that is always in my face all the time. I meet people and they have visions and they have this, and then I ask them, you have all these visions, why don't you do something in this county? And they're like, you know what? I do not have a title. I don't know how to approach the county government. I do not know what I am supposed to do with what I have. They, they, they do not realize that you do not need titles or clout to create mm -hmm. change in the society. You just need to have it in you and feel like I need to fill this gap even if I do not get recognized for it. Wow. That is one of my realization. I, what, what else did you ask? Yes, <laughs> um, I think that was, yes, uh, achievements or challenges. Um, I think one of the challenge is there are fewer there are fewer women in the political space even in this era where where all of us are woke more woke and politi politically conscious there's still very few women i mean they are there but they are so much intimidated they cannot uh, they do not want to step into the political spaces because you know they, they want um, most of them do not want to fight the patriarchy it, it's a lot to do Mm -hmm. uh, they feel like if you are an outspoken female leader, you do not need, uh, you know, to, to, to be like a regular woman where you, you want, you desire to be loved and you want to be in a relationship and, you know, you, you have to be a feminist who hates men and hates everything <laughs> about the patriarchy. So most women stay away from the political space because, and also they do not want to have these attributes brought, um, given to them, you know, like they don't want to be called corrupt and like greedy and, you know, yeah, that is one of the major challenges. Uh-huh. And yeah. you've, you've mentioned something about the fact that leadership does not mean that you have to be a 
to have a political title for you to read. But there's this issue, and maybe you can advise us and our listeners as well. You do understand that, let's say, in, in the political space, right, you get that there are b- budgets that are drafted. So you get that there are county government budgets, national budgets, and all these policies, all these initiatives, say, for the next financial year, there are different funds that are allocated to run different projects. Together, there are so many young people who have, as you say, brilliant, brilliant, amazing ideas. But you get that because maybe they're unemployed or the money they make from their job is not as much. They do not have the financial prowess to implement this project. So how can you advise such young people who have big dreams and it's already expensive to buy and campaign for political leadership? Uh, position, but they still want to make an impact, but finances are still scarce. So how how can one go about that? Okay. Um, I understand what uh, where you're coming from, and this is what I would say, that it is not all changes in the society that require mon- monetary resources. So, for instance, if we are trying to create change in the mental health space, uh, you do not need to get a budget from the government so that you as a young leader creates change in the society. You just need to identify these people in the society. They are your friends. They are the people you buy, the shopkeepers. They are the, the people in the supermarket, the, where you go on dates. You know, those, those, they are all over the society. So what you need to do is if you have a project, okay, let me go back to if you do not there are projects that do not need money. So you can create change by talking to people, changing their, their perspectives. Like uh, I was living in the village a few months ago. And what I did is I tried to really educate. If I got a chance to really talk to someone about the political issues happening in the country, I got to make sure that those people have decisions of their own, that those people are not just deciding that okay, we want BBI or we do not want BBI based on popular opinion, that they, they do know what is in the BBI and what they are voting for. So in that way, I am creating change and no one is noticing this change. So that's why I'm saying you do not even need a political position for mm-hmm. you to get this change. Um, the government also has youth initiatives. We have even women, women fund, UESO fund, so what you need to do is uh, collect a few people, a few of your friends, form a group, share the ideas, write it down, present it to the to the youth. youth you know, it's the youth culture and sports department in every county government. And if if your idea is good, and they and they and you qualify for the fund, they will give you the fund and you will create the project. Alternatively, you can approach non-governmental organizations, which are very ideal in this space because you know in our country things are a lot of hassle there's a lot of hassle in trying to create change so non-governmental organizations are more receptive to these things so you can take your projects to them and maybe they'll consider you mm-hmm. very nice very nice uh you've also mentioned something to do with the challenge one of the challenges you face is the fact that you know the, the fact that you're a woman and there are not enough women in the political space. So I, I believe that that means also, you know, getting enough mentorship from fellow women is uh, also a challenge. Well, I would like to ask a sensitive 
question, if I may put it that way. Um, okay. Do you think your interests in politics and in political leadership, etc., has affected your, your relationship with men? If I uh, let's say your mm -hmm. dating life or something, is it something that you think has been affected by, by the fact that you're interested in politics? Um, I would say. <laughs> okay. I would say. Um, yeah, it's a sensitive one, but I would say that um, it hasn't affected me because it hasn't affected me much because I am not dating anyone at the moment, but I would say it has affected um, my, my, okay, it has affected me in a way uh, because when I express my interest in politics to my parents and my siblings, they, do, they, 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 all, they often put me down. They're like, mm -hmm. you're a woman, you cannot go into the political space in Kenya. It is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you need, first of all, settle, you know, settle, have your job, have money, have a husband, have kids, then think about politics later. But um, even friends, even friends are just like, are you sure you're ready? You know, you become a politician, you'll have to kill people and like steal money <laughs> and like, you know, fight with men and I'm like yeah. okay there are more diplomatic ways to, to look okay politics in itself is realistic in nature so it is power based and it has a lot of violence and self-interest involved but I think I I have a few women that motivate me for instance in my county uh, our governor that is uh, Madam Charity Ngilu she's been a leader in, in my county for over 30 years you know during when she started her political journey, women were not even that vocal. You know, nowadays women are very vocal. During her time, women are not vocal, they, were, they weren't hard, but she still made it through over 30 years of the same. Uh, in my neighboring county, we have Wavinia and Deti and other women in the country. So sometimes I look at those women and, and I, I tell myself that if these women were able to do it during a time when people were not politically conscious, then I can do it. And if if a man has enough, or let's say he's he, he gutsy enough or has the balls, mm -hmm. he wouldn't be intimidated by the fact yeah. that I'm in politics, you know? Yeah. Very true, very true. That's, that's I totally agree with you. Um, well, well, I see that time is not on our side. So as we seek to conclude, what do you, what is the one thing that you would like to change as a political leader and what projections do you have on the same? Um, I think uh, my projections for future for the future politics is is that one. I think women will be more more active in the political scene. You know, right now we have a lot of women. We are hearing their voices, but they are not being heard. But I think as time continues, and even in our country, you think that there are so many women leaders right now. A lot of women are vocal, even on Twitter and Instagram. So I know, that, like, the more politically conscious people become, the more accepting they will be of female leaders. And we have like women who have broken the barriers, like uh, Kamala Harris, and now people are starting to accept that women can lead nations. So maybe in future we will see more women. Even in the recent Uganda elections, we have women who vibe. Even in the Samboni elections, we, ha we had women. So the fact that we are seeing women in these political spaces means that in the near future, women will be 
more accepted as political leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So what would be your final remarks to that young girl or that woman out there who would like to get into this space? Um, I would say do not be intimidated uh, by, okay, the journey is hard. I don't, I don't know if it is harder for us because we are women, but I would say do not be intimidated by the fact that men are so many in this space and they're like, they like to put women down. That is a thing. That's a fact mm-hmm. for sure. Mansplaining is all over the case. Uh, a lot of men will not take you seriously when you say you want to get into the political space because, you know, we, we are still, even though our men, you know, people like to, to talk, to speak in a manner to suggest that they are politically correct. You know, they're trying to, mm-hmm. be, to, to be politically correct. But the thing is, on, in the ground, like on, on the ground, qua ground, yeah, Mm-hmm. Things are very different. Things are very different. It is very different for you as a woman. It is very different for young girls that are trying to pursue this thing. But you know your dreams, believe in yourself, because it is only you that can yeah. put yourself down. Yeah, at the end of the day, even, even if a hundred voices tell you you can't do it, it is still you to decide whether you can do it or not. So do not let the external voices make you not pursue what you want to pursue. Just go for it. Maybe you will be the one to break the barrier for the rest of us, you know? Just go for it. Yeah. Amazing. Such ha- It has been such an amazing conversation with you. And I've also learned one or two uh, things from this, you know, discussion. And uh, we have come to the end of this conversation. I would like to say, uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, kindly follow us at Rice. And uh, be sure to screenshot this conversation, tag us, and tell us what has been your biggest takeaway. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at Valerie Waswa and uh, let us engage. Till next time, Kwaheri. Kwaheri.